0: Sea of Monsters, Chapter 11 Clarice Blows Up Everything. You are in so much trouble, Clarice said. We just finished a ship tour we didn't want through dark rooms overcrowded with dead sailors. We'd seen the coal bunker, the boilers, and engine, which huffed and groaned like it would explode any minute. I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half Blood. Join us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series.
1: And see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. Alright. Welcome back this week to Return to Camp Half Blood. I always <laughs> started off so weird.
0: Like, I no know. matter how I started. No, it, I noticed weird. that, yeah. But uh, you've kind of delegated the res- we've kind of delegated the responsibility to you because you always volunteer to do it, so now you have to start sure. every single
1: I else. know. I always like, just kinda of jump yeah. in with some weird thing. Um anyways, <laughs> today we are discussing Chapters 11 and 12 of The Sea of Monsters Clarice blows up everything, and we check into Cece's Spawn Resort through the theme of greed. <laughs> uh, before we jump in, a reminder to check us out, out on social media at Return to Camp everywhere, and also
0: Patreon and Redbubble. Was right. that a cue? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was a cue for anyone else to jump in and say that
2: red bubble that's fun <laughs> it is you guys got merch
1: oh yes we do oh, we oh, have, yeah. you know, designs oh, yeah. up there yeah um that uh, mysterious voice that you're hearing is uh a special guest this week we're joined by erica from the seaweed brain podcast
2: Woo! Woo! Yes.
1: <laughs> nice. uh, Would to you- be here would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah,
2: I'm Erica. I, I host um, another Percy Jackson podcast. I'm another college theater student who hosts the Percy Jackson podcast with my friend Carter, um, who's not here because they suck, but it's fine. Um, yeah, seaweed brain. Check us out, I guess. I guess I'm here to promote my own podcast, which is... (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: plug it real quick. It's no problem. No,
2: I'm really here because these chapters are really good, and I don't feel like I got to talk about them enough when we did them. So I'm here for for vengeance.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. amazing. I love that. I love that. They're Uh, so good. We do have an important question for you that we We ask all our guests. Um, What is your godly parent?
2: Yeah. um, I'm going to go with Poseidon because I'm really, really basic... A classic, you know, yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm a Gryffindor also, so I feel like it. I oh, might as well okay. just lean into being a terrible, irritating <laughs> person. No, that's a good
1: no, I love yeah. that. I love that's a good that. Mixture. I
2: really think it was just because I have dark hair and like green eyes, and I was like, perfect, lit, makes sense. And, um, an island in the middle of the ocean, it all adds up. <laughs> it's all good. I like water.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the basic. Qualifier. That's a good.
2: Like yeah, to, yeah that's a good sure, reason no that's a, my yeah. rage could cause earthquakes so <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing
1: all right i think it's my turn
0: it's recap. time to summarize i'm excited Are do you, you want to write anything down before you start no get the you know i it just always
1: go off 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 the rails
0: you do don't you <laughs> yeah let me oh wait, i already have a 30 second one like ready to go So, Brayden, are you, are you ready?
1: Yeah, count me in.
0: (laughs) Okay, three, two, one, go.
1: Okay, they're on a ship with a bunch of Confederate soldiers, and then they run to uh, Scylla and Charybdis, is the Whirlpool and, uh, head person, (laughs) and, uh, the, the ship blows up and Tyson's dead, uh, and, they run uh, to an island that's a resort. Uh, we meet Reyna and Hilla, um, who are good, and we'll see them later. Um, and Percy's turned into a guinea pig, and then Annabeth saves him and they leave on a pirate ship. That was Blackbeard's ship, Queen Anne's Revenge.
0: Oh, wow. That was really <laughs> was good. I, like... <laughs> I, definitely for-
1: I definitely forgot something, but I, I got some really important minor details.
0: <laughs> you did. You mentioned Reyna. Oh my god, that was funny. Uh,
1: I had to mention Reyna.
0: I I feel like you would feel that way, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that was impressive.
1: Wow, That was really
2: good. Wait, where is Reyna?
1: So, she's not actually mentioned, like, in the text, but they mention Hilla, which is her sister. Right. And then there are two attendants, and we find out, like, one of them is Hilla, the other one is Reyna. We find out later.
2: Oh my god i didn't make that connection either you really jumped it's been a really long time since i've read the heroes of olympus but that's really cool i I remember
1: very few things about this book series but that
2: but (laughs) reyna you gotta stand a queen i'm glad we really do
1: (laughs) all right things we forgot first section what do we forget about these chapters
0: i'm gonna start us out early because it's like one of the first few pages of the first chapter I this is so minor, but it made me so sad. I forgot that none of Clarice's like siblings would come on the quest with her. Yeah. That made me so upset. <laughs> so yeah. yeah.
1: No, that also made me very upset. Um she's she tries so hard and no one likes her.
0: <laughs> I do. <laughs> Except, Except for, for Ava. Ava. Ava likes her. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's so sad and then well like along that line i forgot about her little conversation with aries um where he's like i don't remember what he said but he was so nasty to her
1: no that like, was so intense
0: like that's your whole daughter okay i, I definitely down. wrote
1: a wrote a note about oh he was like i should have sent one of my sons to do yeah. this instead
0: yeah i was like bye like
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Clarice is one of those, I don't know how, I don't know your guys' personal feelings on Clarice, but for for me, I've always had a love-hate relationship with her, because I think that, I think that the way that she's written is a little difficult, you know, like, I think that we're supposed to think of her as, like, this, this, like, butch, like, bully kind of person, but it's, it becomes so clear that, like, she is a product of her, of her circumstance, and of her father literally, like, She's in a tough position being, like, the star of the Aries Cabin, but also, like, being raised by, or, like, being the daughter of a father who literally hates women, um, and, like, having to constantly hide her femininity um, and, like, not be vulnerable until much later on um, in in the first series. Um, and also just, like, who wants to, I mean, like, it's not good for anyone's reputation to be on a ship full of Confederate soldiers. Literally. Literally,
0: yeah. when she explains, like, oh, like, the the losers of past wars owe oh, one to Ares. And I was like, so he chose the Confederacy? Like yeah. he couldn't choose anything. Like it was really, really bad. Yeah. It,
1: I I must admit that when they were getting picked off by Scylla, I kind of cheered a little bit.
0: Oh no. <laughs> I mean, it is fair.
1: Like it's yeah. a little, it's very enjoyable to watch them all die again.
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously. sighs>
1: but also with Clarice. Yeah. I, I feel like reading it the first time growing up, I didn't really like Clarice because you're like, when you're a kid reading it from Percy's perspective and you're identifying with Percy, you're like, Oh, this yeah. is Percy's bully. We can't like her. But like, as we've been rereading it, I'm like, wait, she, she means so well. And she's not nearly as mean as I like, remember her being. Like she's mean in like the first chapters that she's introduced. But in this book, she's so sad. No, I really think this book
0: was meant for like a character redemption kind of moment. And that's to like start her off. Yeah. No, that's kind of why I like her because I remember in the Lightning Thief, I was like, oh, like like I was kinda scared of her at first. But like I never really identified that much with Percy. So I was always just kind of like interested in like the side characters and obviously and Annabeth. Like I was very attached to Annabeth um <laughs> but weren't we like all? weren't we all no i it's think anyone true. who's
2: hosting a percy jackson podcast now was like had an attachment um to anime <laughs> that's very yeah, I, yeah. probably yeah. all athena people
1: yeah oh, <laughs> a little yeah. bit just a little bit
0: It's very accurate yeah no so when i don't know clarice's development was just so good because it made me see her more as like a person and like i always just thought she was badass anyway <laughs> so it was just kind of like there's no reason not to like her after this. You
1: know? <laughs> also, is Clarice the one that terms the phrase wise girl? Oh, is this the first time we hear it used? I don't know. The, oh, uh, I chapter 11? Remember.
2: That does make that, that would make know. sense though because as far as like Clarice and Annabeth's relationship, like the thing that like and like an Aries versus Athena thing. Aries, they're both like great at like battles, like they're both great great warriors, but like Athena and Annabeth would be like battle strategy and like actually being intelligent as opposed to like brute force of yeah. Clarice. So yeah. she's like, yeah, you're so smart, you stupid like smart person, like kiss out, <laughs> like <gasps> yeah. Just yeah, pet why oh no you
1: can swear on this one.
2: okay <laughs> we really tried in the beginning and then we completely
0: gave up so yeah, that's true
2: <laughs> you're good <laughs> yeah so Clarice is definitely threatened by Annabeth's intelligence value. yeah
1: oh yes completely okay this is a weird small detail that I really picked up on so in the dream with Grover he's wearing heels over his hooves oh right I forgot that how part. did he make that work
2: king <laughs> yeah that's it
1: like how do you fit hooves into heels
2: you make it work you beauty do. hurts
1: you're right <laughs> you're right
2: as Tim Gunn says designers
0: make <laughs> <You> it work <laughs> that's so funny yeah I don't I don't know I mean he wears sneakers like, I feel like he knows how to manipulate shoes
1: <laughs> he has some sho- shoe magic nature yeah. magic and shoe magic yeah they're his two skills the two most
0: important magics to have
1: actually grover's skill is he can wear anything
2: he can look cute in anything it's that satyr magic
1: oh That's yes exactly that,
2: like human animal gender queer like he can make anything work That's he can cool. be yes, he whoever can. he wants to be on any given day he <laughs> can. Oh, amazing
1: i also must say in this vein um Polythemus is kind of a really respectful fiancé. Like,
0: no, like... No. Oh, my God. My God. No. We've taken some controversial stances on this show, Brayden, but please Honestly, explain your way out of this. Compared to one.
2: the other men in this book series, like, I should <laughs> not That's so real. He's, he's so treating real.
1: Grover really well. Like, he gives Grover all the time that that he needs, and then when he knows, he's like, oh, you're, like weaving is unraveling. He's not like, Oh, I see that you're unraveling this weaving. So you don't have a problem. He's like, Oh, you're bad at weaving. I'm going to help you and give you this magical fur or wool that won't unweave because he respects Grover as a woman.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure that these sentiments and his actions would come across a lot more sweet and nurturing if grover was actually wanting to get married and could leave there's that
1: that's true <laughs> um,
0: yeah just a minor detail to consider though
1: but would would grover be able to leave if he was a lady cyclops that like just wanted to leave is the only thing keeping him there the fact that he's hiding his identity
2: what Wait, like, did does he, you, like, Grover a little <laughs> bit into this relationship? Like, does he think that, like, Grover is into this?
1: I don't, that's say not, yes. that's the don't say yes. Don't say yes. That, that wasn't <laughs> the question, but that is an interesting question.
2: It's no. the answer to it is no. I don't no. think I, I think the is answer called, is no. What is it called? The Beauty and the Beast thing when South you fall in Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. A little Here bit maybe of Stockholm syndrome
1: Did Grover fall a little in yeah. love with Polythium as- Oh,
2: my God. I think he fell in love with,
0: like, having a life and being alive, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think the point i was trying to make was if if grover had been a lady cyclops would he be allowed to leave probably because the not. reason that he's not he's not trying to leave is because this is his cover to not get eaten I, yeah
0: i i don't know i still don't think that they'd be allowed to leave though something tells me that maybe this is a capture situation yeah, <laughs> no I mean, matter what the circumstances are.
1: All right, it was just a it, it was a hypothetical it's, that I was I, proposing
0: to consider. We yeah. have a lot of hypotheticals on this show. Oh, we literally spent twenty minutes discussing Medusa's business model for her cafe in the late. 50s.
1: Oh, don't oh. worry. We have more monster business models this episode. <laughs> oh yes. no! Yes. Oh, we're um, almost
0: there. We are. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I need to say something. I forgot. Yes, because okay. this is what this section is about. Yeah. I forgot that Percy got turned into a guinea pig. ever. like I read that oh. and I was like, oh, actually, same. No,
1: no, that is such a distinct. That's an part iconic of it.
2: moment. Yeah, <laughs> disagree.
0: <laughs> I just totally forgot about that for some reason, and I read it and I was like, oh yes, I remember this now. But yeah. no, coming I into reaction. that chapter, I was not ready for him to be turned into a guinea pig.
1: No, that was the I love other, it for him. I remember the guinea pig and the pirates.
0: The pirates.
1: That's honestly the most distinct part of this book for me was the guinea pig and the pirates that's funny I don't I could not explain to you why but it's true
0: (laughs) I don't know I'm trying to think if there's anything else I forgot about Um, yeah
1: I'm looking through my notes my notes that make no sense Uh, cosmic toilet
0: right okay
1: well, no, that's what uh, he he calls Charybdis, Charybdis, the cosmic cosmic toilet.
0: I know. It's just funny that you didn't say it without any context. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> I was hoping someone would pick up and then I kind of just said cosmic toilet. And then it was like cosmic toilet. We
0: could have just left it at that.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Um. Even Clarice is less mean to Tyson than Annabeth. I had to. I had to, I have to point <laughs> that out. Why is Anna
0: like? Oh my god, she's so mean to Tyson. It gives so me so much. Sad. Yeah.
1: It's like Clarice was like mean about him, like with a look for one second, and then was like, "Yeah, you can go help." But Annabeth would have been like, uh, "I don't know. Maybe he'll mess it all up because he's a cyclops and he's stupid." <laughs>
2: it's yeah. She's racist. She's racist in this book. It's definitely. <laughs> it's really true. Racist. No, we, were, we were
0: talking about that. Yeah.
2: She figures it out eventually, but it's not fun to watch.
0: It's no, really it's
1: very bad. hard to it's watch. Not... Yeah. I, at least, I think in chapter 12, she has her turning point when she's like, oh, he's dead. I did bad. Oopsies. Like, too little, too late. Like, he's yeah, not. we all know literally. he's not dead, but, like...
2: It's not a great look for her that she had to, like, watch him sacrifice himself and, like, get himself killed for her to, like, just, respect him. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: No, but Tyson's not- gonna do
2: it again, multiple times. So it's true. Oh, uh, it was just the best. He is the
0: best.
1: Man. What a man! <laughs> they talk about the the prophecy briefly, and uh, they're talking about how like it's something about when I reach sixteen, and Annabeth essentially says, "Bold of you to assume you're gonna live three more years." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like if you even live that long, and I was like. That's so mean.
0: <laughs> it also really yeah. hit me with that line, like, it, for her to say, like, that's to assume you make it three more years. I was like, oh, my God. Like, the ages of these characters continue to just, like, knock me out of the park. They are 13. Like, I was such an idiot when I was 13. It's <laughs> Just, like, like, it's just crazy. To, I think that this... Uh, big theme of this podcast is us looking back and being like oh they're so young it's like old people like oh my god
1: they so were so little. young
0: yeah like imagine telling a 13 year old like both of you to assume you'd live to 16
1: <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like oh my god like why that, would you say that is that? awful
0: I can't even, like, picture a 13-year-old right now. Like,
2: That's so true. I know exactly what you mean. Because yeah. 13-year-olds on, like, TV are always, like, 17. Exactly. And I, I haven't met a 13-year-old in freaking years. Exactly. So. I know.
1: I, like, I haven't met a 13-year-old since I was 13.
2: I cannot envision what a 13-year-old looks like. No, I can't either. Do they exist? Not positive. If you're a 13-year-old yeah. and you're listening to this, please prove your existence. <laughs> All if a 13-year-old in. falls in
0: a forest and no one hears it, do they exist? <laughs>
1: All right. Greed.
0: Yeah. I think our loose definition of greed for this chapter would be how... uh, Like, I'm going to connect it first to how Clarice really wants this quest to be her own.
1: That's... And it is no
0: longer her own anymore.
1: She she wants it to be her own so badly that she doesn't accept any help.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's so sad because Noah... Like, she... Had the chance to get help and then no one offered her help. So I think she got committed to like, okay, if everyone told me I have to do this on on, on my own, I have to do this on my own.
0: Yeah. And she doesn't want to take specific help because Aries has a very obvious and understandable personal grudge with Percy and their Annabeth for Association. So she has pressure to not not just give up the quest like, give up the quest to have help in any way, but, like, from then specifically, literally Ares instructed her, like, don't let him, like, interfere with this quest, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I... So I completely meant to do some research. (laughs) Because I feel like the Scylla and Charybdis myths have something to do with greed. But I fully did not do that. So... If that is true, someone reach out and tell us.
2: (laughs) Call in. Like any, just like any female monster, almost any female monster story in Greek mythology, it's basically because the woman was pretty, somebody got pissed off about it, transformed her into a monster.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's multiple
2: versions. There's, like, multiple versions of the origins of Scylla in particular. Charybdis is kind of, like, sketchier. It's like she's older and has just been there longer. But, but, like, by the time Scylla turned into a monster, Charybdis was already there, and, like, she purposely chose that mountainside because she would get to eat more people who were avoiding Charybdis. But, like, yeah, there's there's multiple versions of it, but it's usually just that she was pretty and people got upset about it. <laughs> um, sometimes Poseidon. I was gonna say, Zeus. like
1: she she was a nymph who yes, oh God, fell in love with, and she was like, I would like to be my own person, please, and they were like, No.
2: Yeah in in you the Circe book in the Circe book by Madeline Miller, which is just <gasps> required I love that reading, book. I just bought I it. Love. That oh, good. Book. You will love it. It's um, so Brayden. good. It's very very good. But in that uh, in that book, happy. the version of the scylla like origin that they tell is that Circe um turned her into. A monster after mm. like on a, kind of on accident after um, Scylla as a nymph um, kind of got with Cersei's man um, so female I mean, stupid female jealousy women not supporting other women yeah. um,
1: <laughs> like Medusa
2: no <laughs> exactly um, yeah. I know. yeah
1: we need a whole another episode to talk about Medusa because we already did a, did one about it I know I, I remember
0: I wanted to, more to about it. keep going <laughs> um <laughs> I also think that there are, like, if I'm remembering correctly, there are multiple, like, mythological figures named Scylla. <laughs> so sometimes it's confusing. <laughs> and I was like, wait, this isn't the one who, whose like, father was, like, I, I can't even remember. I remember, like, I did a project my senior year of high school on, like, one of the Scyllas. <laughs> and my teacher was like, no, 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 don't get them confused. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. it's her, her myth is a
2: little more complex
1: she said she's complicated she's not like other girls
0: oh my god
2: God. i think it's interesting though to try and link like to link uh, or think about greed in terms of like a character like Scylla and also like a figure like Cersei because greed is just greed is like like an intense like selfish I think usually like that's the definition like an intense selfish desire for something and of course what that means is very dependent on what you think of as being selfish um and what we think of as being selfish for women is obviously very different from our standard for what is selfish behavior for men so is Cersei like wanting to have a freaking career and like a skincare brand in this book is that selfish is wanting to destroy all men selfish literally personally no no but (laughs) i personally believe not but it's up for debate (laughs) yeah
1: no i i I agree i think i would love to talk about cersei's business plan um (laughs) well i i think it's just very interesting um, that she has so much infrastructure in place um i'm not sure where her income comes from because uh, she takes stranded people she employs them and educates them it's a school essentially it's branded as a spa but it's an educational facility come on um oh never mind i thought about it for a second and it's all funded by selling guinea pigs to children's classrooms um and mm-hmm. it is very capitalist of her, and therefore greedy. Um, <laughs> that's how I tied it in. Look at me. Um, that's
0: really funny. It's going to be a way every episode.
1: Capitalism is bad. Destroy capitalism. It's and true. Uh,
2: the gods represent capitalism, though. Rip. When oh, West they, West yeah, they <laughs> do.
1: They do. It's,
0: it's very tragic.
1: We're not a mm-hmm. fan of the Greek gods, particularly. <laughs> um, but but also. Luke hitched his wagon to the wrong horse. We agree with the philosophy, but
2: mm-hmm. not necessarily the methods. He's a bit extremist. Yeah. We understand that. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Uh, anyways, she wouldn't be capitalist if she didn't sell the guinea pigs. I feel like that would fix her um, problem.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: donated them, but then she'd have a funding mm-hmm. issue. Um, which is why the government needs to fund more nonprofits. Olympus to fund more non-profit education for sorceresses in the Sea of Monsters. And that's my platform.
2: You fixed it. I think that's that's actually such a genius reading of Olympus, like, of of the gods being the flame of Western civilization, of Olympus being our capitalist governmental system, and that's why, like, so many monsters and figures have had to start small businesses in America because that's the only way that they can survive because they're not getting the support that they need. That's genius.
1: It is wild, like, how many... How many brands we run across?
2: The Monster Donuts. The yeah. Why is that? That's the only one I can think of. But the Monster, Monster Donuts, m- Krusty's Beds from. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, yeah. the
1: Mede- the garden. Medea- yes. Medea's uh, sun sunscreen. Was that called? The oh. sun- the the Oh sun- uh, yes, yeah. the, the sunblock. I can't oh, remember the yes. brand name. I totally yes. um, so
0: I wonder. I I love this analysis. Literally love it. But I wonder when. wrote this and he was like oh i'll do fun little like inserts of lesser known monsters as like maybe uh oh i can have them like they know like children these days like are knowledgeable like they know chains and businesses like i'll just have them own little mom and pop shops i wonder if he knew that over a decade later there would be four old like 19 year olds sitting and analyzing those as a comment on capitalist society <laughs> like, i wonder if he if he meant that i hope he did
2: i, I think feel like does it does make sense
1: because he made me like this
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think it's complicated because i think rick is a little like i don't think rick is necessarily like a socialist because he does have us save western civilization like he does mm-hmm. he does make this entire book about the glory of western civilization but at the same time like i think that his theories is on like especially when we get more into pan and and on preserving the wild oh the
1: environmentalism
2: the environmentalism obviously you can't support capitalism and environmentalism so i don't know i think i think rick needs to have more in 2006 rick could have had more of a critical consciousness about his feelings on capitalism
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i agree and i think i think the end of the series proves interesting where it's like yes they save olympus but it's like but you, you're gonna need to fix things.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh which I, yeah. think, I think is a yeah. good comment
1: on like American government, where it's like it's inherently bad, but it can be improved.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, <laughs> if anyone who listens to this podcast has also listened to Seaweed Brain, I think you, I think you understand where I stand on this thing. But we talk a lot about about um, how Rick has weaved in the narrative of you young people. This is up to you. You you have to keep going because yep. the people who are older than you are already tired. And every time there's a new cause, each young generation has to pick it up year after year, decade after decade, um, so that it doesn't die. But at the same time, Rick, Western civilization, what's going on here?
0: Exactly. I <laughs> I also think he's just very like he's I don't know. I think he's very open to like young people having these like quote-unquote radical, not really, but, like, like different ideas about... Like, I feel like he... What married. conservatives would
1: label as radical. I,
0: exactly. But, but I feel it's like just
1: he, called human rights. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. No, entirely.
0: Um, <laughs> exactly. But I feel like, Rick, I don't know, he seems like the kind of guy that would be like, yes. <laughs> like, he, like he, I feel like he'd be on board with, like, an interpretation like this. Um, just based on, like, how he... I don't know. This is me basing it off as Twitter to be perfectly real. But <laughs> <laughs> just- a valid a valid reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because you can see a lot of effort that was put into these books that make them like more progressive for their time, but also looking back, it's very like, oh, there's things here and there that are like, mm, that that doesn't fly now. Like not <laughs> as bad as like Harry Potter. <laughs> which we've gotten into that before. I'm sorry, um, where is
2: J.K. Rowling's therapist? Somebody get J.K. Rowling's therapist and get her a new one because that woman has a lot of internalized shit that she has not worked out.
1: I would love, she needs to. love to read a therapist notes on that woman.
2: Oh, I would too. Oh my God. Somebody <sighs> recently, sorry to harp on this. You can, I don't know how, you can always cut this out, but somebody recently mentioned to me like, you know, J.K. Rowling writing under, like, a male pseudonym, like... Yes! Oh, my God. That also interesting, I and I was like, gee. Yeah. And
1: I, see, I understand why she did it when it was being published, because, like, at that time, it was harder, and she went with the format of, like, C.S. Lewis, J.R., Tolkien. That's, like, how you get published in fantasy. But then she went back, and she's, like, written series after that, with I think it's Robert Galbraith or something like that is the mm-hmm. the name of her other pseudonym, but it's like why not just use your name? Or if you're going to use a pseudonym so that it's not associated with Harry Potter, use a woman's name. Mm. Like she's hurts her own cause. She Do you does. Think I because I I think I saw the same thing within like something that was saying like let's stop calling J.K. Rowling a turf because she's not a feminist
0: oh it was a tiktok you sent to me. absolutely <laughs> I yeah that's yeah, true
1: know who is a feminist though cersei
0: period yes correct i, I have a soft spot for cersei
2: i really <laughs> think that rick did cersei dirty i'm not gonna lie i, think I agree that, with that no yeah and I, you know I, our we're, timeline for our podcast we just kind of finished up calypso which is like i think that he sort of attempted to give light to the Cersei story a little bit through Calypso, but I just feel like mm-hmm. this was such a missed opportunity for, it like, was. one of the most iconic female figures in Greek mythology to weave them into this book series. And, like, he, you know, he kind of messed it up. He boomed it up. He, he, he goofed in the second <laughs> book, and now we can't go back and give Cersei, like, the attention that she needs. But no, that's fine.
1: I agree. Not and I, he I think he also, I, he also... <laughs> Does the same mess up with Medea later on too? Yeah, Um,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. true.
1: But yeah, the only so the only moment where I wasn't like cheering on Cersei was there are some moments where she's like, "You are ugly and must be fixed." In a way that was a little concerning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True. That is fair. I love Cersei, but I feel like she doesn't always have the best social skills.
2: (laughs) That tracks. Yeah. Being stuck on a lo- alone on an island for... Exactly. ...eternity. Exactly.
1: Yeah, like, me too, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Truly us right now.
2: Oh. I feel like Rick kind of crafted her into this more, more of, like, a, a Hera narrative of, like, this irritating Gwyneth Paltrow, like, Karen of a white woman who writes Big a Gwyneth Paltrow
1: vibes. Yeah. And really?
2: um, she didn't deserve that. Oop. She's literally, no, she like, the first witch ever of all time. Yeah. She should have gotten a really really cool. She could have they could have made her like 13 or whatever like they do with everyone else and like <laughs> involved her in quests or like had her come that would back. Have
0: been so cool. Teach
2: somebody yeah. magic. Although I do like I do like that she's kind of like trying to be a, a figure for Annabeth like a like a mentor.
1: Mentor figure, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But yeah. I don't mm,
1: But she's painted as a negative mentor figure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh, it's like almost like
0: than predatory this. and i'm not a fan of that
1: it it does feel predatory yeah. and also going back to the theme of greed and capitalism it feels very much well it feels very much the way that beauty brands uh uh advertise themselves yeah. to young people where it's like true you're you're not quite perfect enough but if you did this you would be yeah
0: like we can help you like you know stop is your anyone ugly familiar stuff. is anyone familiar with mary kay cosmetics somewhat yes their yes. pyramid scheme and like yes. for some reason this just screamed mary Kay cosmetics and cersei did deserve a lot better than that right because she, she does not run a not pyramid, pyramid scheme, scheme, scheme. She's not. that is not her
2: personality <laughs> she deserves like so whole, much better yeah i feel
0: like her whole thing is like i mean this is partially me projecting from the madeline miller book but like her Same. whole thing is like <laughs> yeah is like i just want to you know be a part of like the human world and like i want to bring what i have to what they have and like I, I like I want that harmony, but like she's portrayed as this like manipulative. Like no, like that's not what she wants. <laughs> no,
1: exactly. Uh, I don't know. Justice for Cersei.
0: Yeah. Hey, for legal reasons, Mary Kay is not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> but like, most likely, I'm wake alleging. Up dead in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> wake up with a lawsuit. I just want to make sure. It's not a pyramid scheme, but allegedly it is probably a pyramid scheme. So, (laughs) (laughs) according to myth.
2: I also feel like this does such a, dis- a disservice and an injustice to Annabeth, who is just searching for a female mentor throughout I know. these books. Like yes. she didn't have a great re- she, you know. There's Athena, but terrible absent mother. Her stepmom, she had a bad relationship with. Like her yeah. only like mentor is like Chiron, who kind of sucks. Chiron definitely does doesn't suck. respect women. And so <laughs> yes. she's looking. She's out here looking for a f- positive female figure, and then we see Cersei and it's like, oh, great, women are evil. And, it, and then you know, in the next book, we have her debating about how. How she can like find some female mentorship for herself which maybe she wouldn't have had to go down that path if she could have had a positive relationship with Cersei or like any other female Anyone. character from female the myth. yeah yeah
1: because all the fe- most of the mythological female characters we've met so far have been villains
0: Hmm.
1: I can't Probably. even th- I don't even think we've ever really like met any of the like, gods who aren't portrayed as evil yet yeah. like that I,
0: I was thinking about that, and I was like, "Why? Like, I know it makes for good story structure, but why pit literally everyone against each other?"
1: <laughs> yeah, like, well, luckily we meet Artemis soon. Yeah, yes. but yeah, but like yeah. for now, it's it's very like it's a little problematic, to say the least.
2: It's just exhausting. It it's is. just tiring, and like again, you know, Rick Rick was doing his best, I guess, with the myths that you know frame women in this way, but he he could have done better. He could have mm-hmm. given us a crumb. Yeah, something. Yes. A crumb one. feed your
0: kids, right? Feed your kids. Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I, I I feel like as the books get go on, it gets better. But like
0: uh-huh.
1: But like it's very yeah, it is very hard when the original myths are so bad.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: Greek mythology paints women in such an awful light. It
2: was literally a tool of the patriarchy. Yep. Yes, to continue to oppress women. <laughs> in the in the in the polises in 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 athens all right oh yes please
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh the city state the polis
2: <laughs>
0: You <did it>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right yeah. SAS moments is it is it that time
0: oh it is that end. time
1: okay i have, to find,
0: mine, I I have for, to find mine because i have to find mine um yeah I'm really so proud of the condition of my sea of monsters like it's actually held together there's no rips in the. Wow. I'm really happy (laughs) mine like I I don't know where mine is right now but like the spine you know like parts have come off and like it's it's partially white it's like half white half red at this point but it is it is together which is something I'm proud of
1: I'm proud I'm proud of you for that for not tearing apart your book (laughs)
0: all right (laughs) i
1: I am saying that even though my like lightning thief copy is the most destroyed piece of (laughs) literature on this planet
0: okay i found mine okay um so i'll just read it it's like not really sass it's just kind of something that made me laugh but i think it could be counted as sass Annabeth held up my bottle of vitamins for the sorcerers to see. Cersei howled in frustration. Curse Hermes and his multivitamins. Those are such a fad. They do nothing
1: for you. <laughs> no, that was very funny. I did. And
0: as that. someone who just ordered. Multivitamins from Amazon three oh days God. ago. I felt personally attacked by that.
2: Um, <laughs> what is but that's according- a D. that's a D complex. That's good for you.
0: No, okay, good. Because <laughs> I was gonna get just regular multivitamins, but um my blood work came back that I have a vitamin D deficiency. So basically my blood just called me pale. So they were like, you need to buy multivitamins. And I was like, okay. <laughs> huh. Oh, I can't find mine. I don't remember what page it was on. I feel like there weren't too many in these chapters like it was a lot of plot Uh,
1: my my quote is uh, for no particular reason I felt like picking a fight I wanted to punch a dead confederate and I agreed with that
0: yeah (laughs) yeah I just (laughs) agree
1: to to put it bluntly me too (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's see Oh, I just think it's funny when um when Clarice calls Percy Prissy <laughs> instead of his real actual name. Like, uh, yeah, I just think it's funny. I guess that's mine because I can't find the real line. <laughs> that was okay. a good moment. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Is it time for offerings?
0: Sure. I believe it is.
1: All right. Okay, Erica, so what we do every uh, episode is (laughs) we pick one character in the chapter to give an offering for, who, like, did good, needs some emotional support, Um, just a character to uplift. Um, And then we also pick a character to vote off the island, a character who did very bad and that we hate and needs to go spend some time in Tartarus.
2: Mm. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs)
1: Okay, right off the bat, does anyone have an offering to propose?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm stealing Tyson. That's Um, fair. Because he deserves it. Like, I genuinely, like, he deserves it every single episode we do. But this one, I just, I need to make sure he's represented. Yeah, that's true. Because, honestly, if any of you want, like, he deserves, like, three or, he would deserve two this week. Because, like, he didn't die. We know that spoiler but like (laughs) like you know we think he died and that's really really sad yeah i mean mine is in a similar vein um and this is partially out of nostalgia for the lightning thief but like grover (laughs) um he's he's nearing i don't know the poor goat boy gets more stressed every single day um but he like almost dies and like he's just not doing well um and his stress makes me stressed. So, <laughs> yeah, minus for him.
2: Um, can I give something for Percy and Annabeth? Because my podcast is about Percy and and I can't control my passion for either of them.
0: Go, Go for it.
2: it. Um, okay, I, I have to. I have to. You know, Sea of Monsters is really all about setting the th- setting the tone for Percebeth, Seeing the two of them being an excellent team, especially after Tyson disappears, um, mm-hmm. and this this chap like these two chapters, the chapter on Cersei's island is is a great example of that because even though they're sort of separated for it, they're they're thinking about each other the entire time, and they both kind of have very very transformative like moments for their character arc um, on the island. And I just feel I want to like send my heart out to Annabeth who again is just looking for a female mentor and cannot find that anywhere um and she needs she needs that in her future um and I also want to like give Percy a shout out for the sort of like way that in this in this chapter and the following chapter he's having to confront his own like masculinity and his relationship with like what it means to be a man and what kind of man he wants to grow into because like being transformed into a guinea pig he he feels like um all the worst parts of himself were sort of amplified um and he doesn't want to be the kind of man who a woman would want to turn into a guinea pig um yeah <laughs> so he's growing he's learning and growing
0: of course i love that for him
1: okay i okay i have had a hard time deciding and i was hoping if i let everyone else go first i would decide um <laughs> i'm gonna Go, uh, I'm between Clarice and Cersei.
0: I was going to say there are two acceptable answers and they're Clarice and Cersei.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to give it to Cersei because I'm not going to have another chance, you know? Yeah, that's valid. That's valid. That's legit. Um, but she is really trying her best to run her business and, and to destroy all men. And they are making it very hard for her. Um sure. and also because they released the pirates at the end and the pirates are really awful. And um like just like knowing talking about in uh Heroes of Olympus, like Raina talks about her experience. Like yeah, you like you lose loose the pirates on us and they destroyed everything and hurt us all. And I was so this that's for Cersei. We're <laughs> <for> having <laughs> to, to clean up Percy's mess. Yeah. As always, Percy never cleans up his own mess. No, true. (laughs) Anyways, who's getting voted off this week? Aries. I
0: (laughs) We are angry at Aries. Uh, Mostly because I can't really think of anyone else who did particularly bad. Like (laughs) Rick for writing Cersei wrong. (laughs) Honestly, I would like to vote off Rick.
1: (laughs) We can 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 vote off Rick. We can vote off Rick. Pissed
0: me off. (laughs) I agree with that. It made me so sad.
1: Um, do we wanna split it? Like two of us for Rick and two of us for Luke, uh Aries.
2: Yes. Like Luke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where was Luke? <laughs> don't even bring up Luke. I don't have the emotional capacity no, to discuss I know. Luke right now. <laughs> it's so much. It's so much. All
1: right. This is the first time we brought Rick Riordan into this. Wow but this has opened a bad door for us right it has <laughs> every chapter we're like
0: I'm gonna vote off Rick
2: because because <laughs> I <God>. was angry
1: <laughs> because he was mean to my favorite characters I
2: think and, that's kind of what uh, we do in my podcast we just yell at Rick for an hour each week about
1: what he, how he wronged
2: that. us
0: he <laughs> yeah. needs an ego it. check I love I that know. he's got a lot of good things for him happening recently he needs to be taken down a peg occasionally
1: <laughs> raise your hand if you've ever been personally victimized by Rick by <laughs> <And>, Rick
2: <Ryan. laughs> that's so funny Uh, that's me getting that free hat at the virtual book tour though oh nice my payback for being (laughs) wronged
1: true the compensation oh
2: are you angry we'll give you a free hat (laughs) and I'm I'm like okay capitalism
1: Uh, look at that
2: yeah I'm literally gonna
0: send him off the island like I was gonna say like to the gods, but that doesn't really make sense. But like when we do the Titan's curse.
1: Oh, I was about oh, to say when you said curse makes me angry.
0: When you said like I'm voting over and off because of what he did to my favorite character, I was like, I don't think Ava's my favorite Titan's curse. I was like, I don't now, think. He does Zoe Nightshade so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot even begin to speak about it.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, that's all for this week, folks. Thank you, Erica, for joining us. Thank you, guys, Hello. so
2: much for having me. Shameless plug: follow my podcast on Instagram and yes. Twitter, Seaweed Brain Podcast. Thank you so much.
1: Oh yeah. This <laughs> well, advertising
2: absolutely. space for free <laughs> advertisement.
1: Yes, we'll, we'll we'll drop all of her. This is links really late below. stage capitalism. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it, it is. is.
2: Oh yes. <laughs> it's okay. It's and then so join nice. us
1: next week, where we will be talking about.
0: Uh, chapters thirteen and fourteen. Annabeth tries to swim home, and we meet the Sheep of Doom through the theme oh, of perfection. Those
2: are good chapters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they oh. are Sheep of Doom. And make sure to follow all of us on social media. Our um, at is Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a Patreon and a Redbubble that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Yay! Guys
1: follow Yay. us on Patreon. There's a bunch of new stuff up there now. There's a video where we rank the Pretty Dressing <laughs> okay well it's there now
0: (laughs) it's there now and that's all that matters
1: but also our king chronicles series has dropped to three dollars a month now so that's less than the price of a coffee Mm. oh that's really unless true. it's not if if you're no coffee my less, coffee that i get from I'm java say, is four dollars my
2: lattes definitely cost six bucks each but, yeah.
1: i know i was like if you can find coffee that's less than three dollars though please let me know where you, can. No, <laughs> where
2: yeah, you let us that, know where the 13 year olds are and where the cheap coffee is <laughs> how to
0: spot a 13 year old that's your homework for this week <laughs> please tell us
1: bye see you next week week. we all wave at the cameras
0: they can't see us obviously (laughs) visual me